Uh, hi, folks. Uh, before we get to our other warnings, we should uh, give you the update that we're going to talk about the pandemic. It's kind of unavoidable at this point. Uh, we're also going to have, there's going to be some nerdity and some Catholicism. And probably a brief passing mention of animal death. Yeah, so um, that's that's your content warning for this week, among others, because we record in a house with animals, and so animal noises happen, and sometimes they're loud. Yes. The other thing is that we swear a lot. Oh, God, the swearing. It's, uh, yeah, and it's been a sweary week, let me tell you. It's been quite a week. Quite a week. So, welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 140. So let's let's just take the band-aid off. Uh we've been under quarantine or not under quarantine, but we've been self-isolating, yeah, for like a week and a half now. We are on day 12. We are on day 12. And uh and you know, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. Um It was I was doing a lot better when I could get in the garden, but we've had a couple rainy days. Yeah, um, the, the rainy days are really hard. I did better today, I think, because it held off until the afternoon, so I was able to go out and do some pruning, fill up some grow bags with dirt, and uh, that's that's very helpful. Yeah, it's been wet, Nikki, and I haven't really been able to spend much time with the chickens. Yeah. Um, they don't want to spend much time in the yard. I don't want to spend much time in the muck. Yep. And we had a sad oh, couple of days. We did. Um, Shepherd is... Uh, it's lambing season, and we had to that uh, had to go on the bottle, and that's a very low survival chance. Mm-hmm. And neither of them made it, which was predictable, but it's depressing. Just it's it's no less hard. Yeah, it's it's right? grim work, you know, mm-hmm. trying to keep something that small alive, and you know, Shep did ninety nine percent of it, but uh, it's still it's just. You get frustrated and you're like, you know, why do you even bother being born if you're just going to die a day later? And yeah. it's fortunately lambing season is almost over. There are five knock on wood, healthy, happy lambs with their you, moms. I mean, I mean, that's the, that's the thing, right? Uh, there are lots of lambs happening. Yes. Uh, it's just not easy when one or two or or don't make it past that first bit because you're all excited oh goody a new lamb and then not yeah and so it's it's been it's been a few days of you know trying Mm -hmm. to to sort of triage around that and it's uh it's hard you know it's this is why i i never could do bottle kittens or anything because that is a lot of of grim hard work poured into a very low probability. And there are people who can do it and do it because it is worth them having the sliver of a chance. And I admire them greatly for it. Uh, I am not a person who can be responsible for that. Th- that requires some thing that I, yeah, I have, I literally have screaming nightmares about that sort of thing. But right. It's right. Uh, you're not so. the most maternal person to begin with, so... <laughs> if you mean I have not a shred in my body, no. Yeah. I'm good with plants. Plants are nice and slow. Yeah, and it's it's sort of a slow time in work. Yeah. Uh, we're, we've... Uh, the big project I was working on, I, the last Tuesday went beta for customers. It's all the little fiddly bits and, and on call until we can hand it over to the, the wider 
uh, team. And so it's not, it's not been, I don't feel like I'm being productive, even though I'm, I'm just, I feel like I'm, I'm just sort of pushing vegetables around on my plate to make it look like I'm doing more. All right. And it's not, it's not that it's invaluable work. It just doesn't feel that I, I don't have that same rush as when, well, I know exactly what I'm doing today and it's restarting 27 hosts to upgrade a thing. And, um, or, or that sort of sort of bit, uh, so yeah. And I've been making word count and uh, fairly well for you know there being a giant bloody global pandemic on pandemic 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 whatever. Oh, uh, but it's I mean it grinds you down. There's just yeah. there's no way that that this can't this you know is not going to affect you, and it is. However you feel, it is okay to, as long as you're not hurting yourself or other people, no one can tell you the way you are feeling right now is wrong because they haven't been through one either. Right. So right. however you feel about it is a perfectly appropriate, or maybe a perfectly appropriate way, except the people who are like, well, let's restart the economy and kill all the old people. That is not appropriate. Go sit in a corner and, you know, uh, we will be along later to flog you. Flogging is too good for them. Thorn ropes or something, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the I notice most of the people who are saying that are like old people who don't believe they they will be killed in this. So uh, there was one guy who was like, "I would totally sacrifice myself for the economy." Who was like the lieutenant governor of Texas or something? I don't know. And oh, that everyone mother- was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, go for it." <laughs> yep. Anyway, in yeah. in uh, we're uh, all we're it's it's tiring it's tiring being as angry mm-hmm. as we all are and as outraged i mean that takes energy yeah i've i've found for my own sanity and health uh to just be like okay you know what i'm just gonna turn off the twitter i'm going to turn off the discord i'm going to try to focus on work and it doesn't always work out that way but and i, I also found myself adjusting some of my media consumption to be like, I love horror as sort of a work soundtrack. And I'm like, I I can't do this anymore. And flipped on like a comedy and was laughing because I needed to. Right. I I watched, um, God, what was the one? There was a really brilliant one. And then there was uh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which was right up there with mall rats in terms of Kevin Smith quality. Uh, I don't know. I may even have been Jersey Girl quality. I have absolutely no opinion. The only one of those movies I actually liked was Dogma. Dogma was was brilliant. Yes, so and that may be the 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 Catholic coming out. So I don't know. Uh, Zach and Mary at least was funny. Yeah, it was fine. I yeah. I wouldn't say it was brilliant. It was forgettable. Yeah, I have ninety percent forgotten it. So. It's fine. It is totally fine to make forgettable popcorn entertainment. Yes. I, I, sorry. I know you love Kevin Smith movies. I, I do no. not ascribe to the same thing, but I will agree. Dogma was very good. Dogma was very good. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've, so, yeah. I've been working. I've been gardening when I can. The gardening is good. Animal Crossing is helping a lot. Um, yes. It's very, it is, it is so low brain space that like, it is just enough occupation that I do not have to think around the edges, but 
you are just, you know, living in a small, happy town where you are sort of an indentured servant to a tanuki. But, um, eventually, but you catch yeah. Bugs and, and pull weeds and build museums, and there are cool things, and you can you catch new bugs, and it's it's very peaceful and does not require a lot of processing emotionally or mentally but it still keeps your brain and your hands occupied so it has been yeah it has been really working for me which is good because like i said it's been a rough few days mm -hmm. um but we're doing okay generally here uh yeah, yeah our yeah, buddy yeah. liz uh got out of her self sort of self quarantine for five days when you know after work and came over to uh stay here because I mean, it's hard to stay in a mm -hmm. studio apartment by yourself for months, particularly when, I mean, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, no. that, that, that'll that'll kind of break you. So uh, she came over here. We uh, we uh, reorganized my studio so she had a space. And she's been streaming. Yeah, she's been yeah. streaming. Uh, I think Animal Crossing mm -hmm. mostly, and uh, which you can certainly check out. Uh, Lizard Beth Art mm -hmm. is probably where you can find her. And, we'll get a. I'll, I'll get a link before this. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's good to have Liz mm -hmm. around. We have our sort of most of our weird little found family here. Yes, and uh, we're as long as I can go outside. I don't think I get on anyone else's nerves too badly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, for me. I just get it. There's this whole adjustment, right? I'm used to. Being here, and it's maybe me and the dogs and the cats for a couple hours mm -hmm. every morning, and then maybe you come back from writing, or maybe you get up, and then you go out to write, and you're gone a couple more hours, and there's there's just sort of that space in the day, and I'm having to readjust to there being other people around. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's not an easy transition. And generally, everyone is trying to be respectful of working hours and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. there's a desperate emergency, of which we've had too many in the last few days. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's. I mean, it's life, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, none of us are such horrible people that we resent being inconvenienced when it's, you know, we have a small, sick animal who needs help. So. Right. No, no, nothing nothing like that. Nothing like that. You know, I'm, uh, I will say, uh, for those who have been following my ADHD journey, <laughs> first of all, the meds are still great and I still love them. But fuck if they're turning me into a morning person. <laughs> I resent this, okay? I have been the I will not wake up voluntarily before noon person for my entire life. And now uh -huh. I'm like, I got up at eight the other day. What the fuck was that? <laughs> like no, okay. I've managed. Like we have, we have negotiated a truce to about nine. But I something I, just went ding. Okay, yeah. keep going. And w w what is what? Uh, the other day, you know, Kevin sometimes will get up, and I'll be like, "Oh, I'm awake," and I am awake, awake. I am not like oh, another hour. I'm like, nope, I'm awake. All right, what are we doing today? And part of it is that I know I will accomplish things during the day, and a little bit of me is sort of excited to see what I'll get done, which is just the most life-affirming bullshit ever. <laughs> but also, why am I? I'm just like, I have slept enough. I have never slept enough. In my entire life, I have never slept enough. How, how many times since you started the meds did you say, I think I'll go take a nap, and then not actually taking the nap? 
I believe I took two. I've taken like two naps in three weeks. Wow. Has it been three weeks? It might have been two weeks. No, it's been three weeks at this point. Okay, then I believe I have taken two, maybe three naps. Holy shit, Mom. As opposed to a nap every single day, as a matter of course. Yeah, wow. Uh, Yeah, because if I start working on something, suddenly it's five o'clock. Or yeah. if, uh, and occasionally I am general, genuinely physically tired mm-hmm. and I will be like, okay, body says it is physically tired. I will go and take a nap. And it's actually somewhat easier for me to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. This is, it's weird. Um, I, I still, I get up and I drink a cup of decaf because I need the ritual of having coffee because that is taught my brain. It is a wake up time. Right. Uh, right, right, right. right. Th- that has been hammered in over forty years, and I'm not going to change it now. Uh, and but it's decaf, so I don't layer stimulants because that you know goes bad. But yeah, just what the hell? Yeah. Anyway, which actually kind of segues. Oh, does it? Yes, excellent. Uh, because uh, I, I had you read it earlier. The Oatmeal uh, released, I guess their their ten year comic, as it were. Um, eight marvelous and melancholy things I've learned about creativity. And it's actually really good. Yes. It isn't what one would consider the life affirming bullshit. No, it's, it's not, you know, the, it, mm-hmm. and it's also not things that are true, but are, uh, you, that you can get just about anywhere. Like, you know, carve out a space for your creativity, right, affirm your right. process, things like that kind of thing. Uh, it's. It's it's good. It's yeah yeah. Don't be you know. Don't be afraid to work hard for a thing. And here's do these things because you love it, not because of whatever. Uh, I do love the comparison of uh, ideas. Instead of like crafting this masterpiece, you're hatching a flock of chicks. Yeah. Instead of your idea being your baby, mm-hmm. if then if your idea fails, oh my god, your baby. Uh, instead, ideas like a flock of chicks. Yes. Just, you know, they're cute, but there's a lot of them. And oh, yeah. they are, to a certain extent, disposable. So if one does not work, you're like, well, that sucked. Yeah. I uh, mean, there's a reason why uh, I'm always a little heartbroken. Like, because I raise chickens. I raise chicks. And when one of them, like, isn't doing well or something, I put a lot of work into it or whatever, because there's a... a limited number of them. If I were buying hundred lots of chicks, Shepard, if you're listening, we are not buying a hundred lot of chicks. I flatly refuse. Yes. Uh, then there would still be that emotional toll if one or two didn't make it, but it wouldn't be like end of the world because one out of three is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's okay to put, some effort into a whole bunch of things and yes. then, you know, chase the one that, that looks like it's going to fly. Uh, and so, some other, you know, good stuff mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, you don't have to hate your art. You don't have to, uh, but at the same time, you like, you know, you, you don't have to be miserable and self-loathing and depressed. That is out. Happy, joyful people can create art. It's fine. And then an admission that uh, the artist, uh, the, the, the creator of the comic, can't separate the work from 
uh, his self-esteem. Right. Yeah, that it's that, it's very hard to do hate the art, not the artist. Yeah, and, when you're the artist, and yeah. you know, admits straight up that that he really hopes other people are able to do this, but he has a very hard time with it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's legitimate. Mm -hmm. It's you know, you can say I have a really hard time with this, and I don't as much anymore, but. Uh, there is always a stage in every book where it is the worst thing ever oh, yeah, written. Oh, yeah, yeah. And people will read it and wonder if the author had a stroke and, oh, God, oh, God, <laughs> et cetera. Uh, eh. It's, you know, like yeah. you can you can track that. That's the 30,000 word mark. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So it's coming up on one of those one of your current projects, isn't it? Uh, no, I'm actually at 40,000 on, on Istvan. I think it's, it's kind of holding together. I just have hit a point where I need to move. I, I, I have sort of been working in leaving gaps mm -hmm. and then filling in the gaps. And so I have almost the first like uh section of story done, maybe the mm -hmm. first half or third or, or, you know, two fifths or something. Uh, the problem is now I have to, I have not done any landmarks in the second half of the book to aim for. <laughs> so I've got like half a book and I'm like, okay, now I should probably write the rest of that book. That's, and that's okay. It, it's going to be interesting to see if you're, cause we did the process discussion right around the time you started on the meds. Mm -hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see in maybe another year how, or if your process changes. Yeah. I have noticed that uh, frequently I am – usually what I do is since I go by word count is I'm like, surely this has been 700 words and then I do the actual word count and it's 400. And I'm like, well, fuck my life. Yeah. Uh, more frequently I'm like, oh, this is probably 700 words and I do it and it's 1,000. And I'm like, oh, okay, that, that did better than I thought. Yeah. Uh, I'm still, you know, doing the, I had an idea on a different project. Like today I worked on a totally different project, uh, because I sort of had some thoughts for it. And so that hasn't changed, Cool, but that's fine. Cause that's, you know, how no. the system works. And even in, and Inman talks about in the oatmeal talks about that too. It's like, yes, there is this pile of projects, but I have to pay attention to some of the other ones. Cause it's like breathing. Yes. You know, it's uh, like when you, a great analogy, uh, creating is like breathing out, but you can't just keep exhaling or else yeah. you die. So yeah. you have to inhale. And that means, you know, consuming a lot of the, you know, taking taking, you know, nature, uh, books, other playing ideas, animal crossing, yeah, playing other animal ideas. crossing absolutely. chase, chase your, chase the shiny new idea, mm -hmm. which is what I do because, you know, it's not always, I think a lot of the stigma against chasing the shiny new idea when you have a working project is the assumption you will never come back to the other project. Yes. Which is fair. If you never come back to the other project, then maybe you, there is an issue. But I think we, we sort of have stigmatized the you cannot work on anything else while you're working on this thing to a point where people uh, get afraid to chase a shiny new idea. And sometimes those ideas are shiny. For a reason, like they're yeah. good ideas, yeah, yeah. and you will be able to use them. You know, slap together fifteen thousand words to figure out what you're doing with it, and then uh, maybe go back to the other one. It's mm -hmm. I, I have seen more people talking about a process that involves multiple projects 
and so that you know what you're doing on one when you're stuck on another and whatnot. And uh, yeah, which is what I've always done. And if that will work better for you, do it. Absolutely. All right. So anyway, uh, look up the oatmeal. Eight things learned in ten years. Uh, eight marvelous and melancholy things I've learned about creativity. I'm going to link it in the show notes. I'm going to link it in the excellent. show notes. Uh, unrelated to that, <laughs> uh, but related to productivity, uh, I had a chance to sit down for uh, a follow-up talk with Anna James. We talked to a while ago. Last time we talked to Anna, she was uh, a student, and as of, was it Friday or Sunday? Sunday, when I talked to Anna, uh, nine days away from defense of her PhD. Uh, Go, Anna! Yes. We have total faith in you. We do, absolutely. Uh, So we talked about how she's been keeping organized between her research and then her, she recently started doing extra life and raising money for kids and the other hobbies. And of course we had to do some Pittsburgh talk while we were there. Uh, and there was some, you Hermione know, Monty Brothers is overrated. Uh, no, we were talking about the Pittsburgh potty. You'll know you and anyone from Pittsburgh immediately knows what I'm talking about there. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what we're that's that's who I talked to this week, and I'm going to share that with you right after this. Just a side note, uh, there was a technical problem for the first part of this interview because it turns out the USB hub I connected everything through was dying. So I want to apologize for the choppy audio uh, for what is otherwise a fantastic interview with Anna. Hi, folks. Today with our returning guest, Anna, how are you? I'm hanging in there, Kevin. How are you? Kind of the same. Kind of the same. We live in weird times, you know, so it's it's the best you can. So, can you your introduction and uh, maybe remind us about what you from last time? Uh, so, my name is Anna. I am a currently still a PhD student in Pittsburgh. I work at a local hospital doing research in radiology. Um, in my free time, whenever <laughs> that happens. Right. I, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's been happening a lot more lately. But in my free time, I like to do things with yarn and bake and play video games and raise money for kids. These are all admirable things, all all important skills, especially right now. You're, you play, you do extra last year. I do, yeah. I just started in August last year. 
Um, and it was one of those weird things where I walked into a guild meeting for Pittsburgh and, uh, are you familiar with durian fruit? Durian and the plague that is fruit. Well, someone had brought a bag of durian fruit candy Oh. And they were all donating to each other's extra life pages uh, mm. to force each other to eat them. So we had seven people in this room, and at one point, five of them were all eating the durian fruit candy. And I kind of looked around, and I was like, these are my people. Uh, I want to join them. <laughs> uh, which durian candy was it? Several, and all of them are all... I don't know which one it was exactly. Apparently, this one had like some sort of filling in the middle. Oh, God. And they were, oh. there was one person who had never had it and was trying it. And they were like, oh, just bite down. It'll, it'll go faster. And she bit down and she's like, nope, nope. This was a bad mm-hmm. choice. Now it's stuck in my teeth and it's not going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reminiscent of the uh, uh, we had, which was we long sort of get the sticky rice you'd be like this isn't so bad suddenly the durian would just punch you in the face yeah yeah i came home from that meeting and stuck my face in like a candle got the weirdest <laughs> looks from my boyfriend because he was like what are you doing? i was like i will explain later i just need something to smell better yes so things on absolutely cheap and i one that wasn't just absolutely So that's how you found your people. That's how I found some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, catch up. So, um, I mean, buddy's in flux right now. Everybody's adjusting to new things. Have, have you been, uh, and we're, let's start with the, if things changed last time, and it's been like a sudden change uh, in the last, since you work in, don't know, a medical. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the long-term change has been, I, right as we're recording, I am about nine days out from my dissertation defense. Oh. Last time, I don't think I proposed my dissertation yet. So that's been a lot of progress and work. Um, and we can get into that because you're basically managing data and doing data science and writing a very large nonfiction book at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and then in the short term, this this is like some of Ursula's Catholic guilt kicking in, but the timing of everything right now for me is probably significantly better than it is for a lot of people out there. Um, Because I just finished writing my document because I'm working on slides for my presentation. I'm not in the lab. I'm not doing work in the hospital. I wasn't going to be doing that anyway. Um, I get to work from home. I, you know, I'd been working from home because there's only so much writing you could do in a cubicle farm. But now I have the added, I don't know, intricacies, complexities of my partner also working from home. Which is, uh, which is sort of a, for anyone who's never done it, 
Yeah. And it's, we've both worked from home at various stages of the last year, but we've always tried to make it work so that not both of us are home at the same time. Right. I mean, that's sort of the thing. Interesting to tell because now Ursula is working from home much more than she was. And with everything else going on, sort of like now I have to readapt my own space. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, I think there was one day where I just, it was very early on, I think maybe end of February, where I walked home, walked in. And um, so when I'm stressed, I move furniture around. <laughs> okay. I walked in and he just turned and looked at me. He's like, I pulled a U. And just there's the desk that got totally moved. Everything that lived under the desk is all over the place. And it's just chaos. And he's just looking at me like, what did I do? I don't know how I got here. And I'm like, I'm familiar with this. We can put this back together. We can. It's fine. Technology. And and space is kind of unique. Like I live in a really modern house with, uh, you know, I my office and recordings actually in our dining room. Or what would be the dining room traditional house? Um, kitchen's right there, so that I have easy access to coffee when I'm working. Um, and a change we made a couple years ago because the dog couldn't get up and down the stairs, and he wanted to be next. Oh, that was border calling me. He playing in the great eternal fields. Uh, um, He's playing fetch in a better place. Right. But I have doors and curtains. You're saying because of the uniqueness of the architecture, none of these things? Yeah. So the building that – it's a townhome that I live in. And it's – first of all, Pittsburgh architecture is – bizarre there are so many buildings that used to be these huge mansions that got converted into apartments mm-hmm. um and there's some places that like they just seem to have forgotten putting to put doors on right and then there's the place where i live where the rooms are actually trapezoidal okay you have like a, a triangle smushed into a, a rectangle and that's the room that i'm in right now and then the triangle part is stairs to go down oh, okay. to the second floor and then the first floor and then the basement. And there's a door between the first floor and the basement. And there's a door on the second floor for the bathroom. And then there's no other doors anywhere in the house. Do you love screens or, or is it just like this is how it is? So ooh, let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm going to unplug you from my dock real quick and show okay. you the setup that I've got. Now, the rest of you don't get to see this. I'm very no, sorry, but I... Describe it. Yeah. I mean, I see the, the board behind you with the colors and sort of the... So this is actually um, my closet, and it's got my art on it. And then I have a lovely view of outside. Yeah, that's that's... Pittsburgh, all right. Oh, yeah. And this is my desk. There's a scene behind your mirror and your lamp. And so recognize I who to... those pops are. Uh, so there's a character from a TV show called Once Upon a Time, um, a character from one of the new Fantastic Beasts movies, and then 
Belle from the live action uh, Beauty and the Beast. But there's a yeah. screen behind my desk that um, kind of gives me a little bit of separation between my monitor and there's a set of cube storage things on the other side that have okay. my art supplies. So I, I kind of made a little cubby in this weird space. And it might be one of the most private spaces in the house. And and how do you do you do anything for like I guess this you're on the third floor, so like your floor and kind of. And then, you know, I guess one common family space. Does your partner get their own floor somewhere in there or So he's got the second floor. Okay. I mean, we, we talk a bunch about how the, the, the whole house is, is ours and it's shared and, you know, we're both very cognizant of trying to make the other person welcome in what's just kind of our own spaces. Um, the second floor is where the big TV is and where most of the gaming stuff is and also <laughs> where his desk is and the comfy chair. And then the first floor has the big couch. Mm-hmm. Where's the kitchen? Kitchen's on the first floor. And the kitchen is um, is a triangle. It, it, it just sort of except here the building is triangle. It's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is I've seen with three sections in the middle of downtown. Oh my gosh! There's so there's actually an intersection right down the block for me that you come over a bridge and then there's a main street and then. There's like the street that goes off the bridge, but it's not going straight. It's kind of you know going off at an angle. And then if you go, if you're coming off the bridge and you go straight to this intersection, you can make a very sudden right-hand turn down like a side street. Mm-hmm. But how on earth do you signal that you're going to do that? Because you're not turning right. You are going straight and then turning right. Mm-hmm. Not tur- there's no left. Because left would be onto the other main. It's yeah, no. Uh, every time we drive in for Anthrocon, we come off, which is planes that turn into like two this way and two that way and the other. We screw up because it's like, all right, well, I got to get in these two lanes, and then I have to remember to be in the left the convention center right lane. I end up, I think, headed towards the strip. I can't remember. Um, hey, if you make it to the strip, you're in good shape. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can usually find my way back. Uh, usually we're hauling all of our stuff for the for the actual convention and getting stuck oh. in the traffic because we always right around the rush hour anyway and it's venture <laughs> and, and there's only one highway that goes through Pittsburgh and then there's the bridges and somehow the fact that there are tunnels that people have to go through to get from one side of town to the other that they've gone through every single day seems to confuse them. Yeah. And for, yeah, I, at this point, it's the same route every year. We, I've almost got it. Okay. We're going to go to the tunnel. It's going to dump us basically right onto the bridge. And then I got to start getting ready to, you know, position myself, you know, with all the purging in and splitting off, I have to get my position so that we can exit. Pittsburgh's a weird town and I've driven in Boston. <laughs> Oh, I've driven, I think, around Boston, and that was an experience, because at that point, I don't think I had driven in like three or four years, and I'd flown up there for a job interview, and they just, 
all of a sudden, I was driving down the highway and all of a sudden there's traffic next to me and I'm like, I'm in the rightmost lane. Oh, the shoulder's open as a lane during rush hour. That's good to know. Uh, downtown DC is exciting. I, I don't think you could pay me to do that. I once uh, had a presentation that to to my hotel and so I had to drive right past the Pentagon right all up and oh that was exciting oh, my. Um, this, um, I, I lived in New York for a couple of years and took in the city is it true that um, the dotted white lines are more of guidelines in New York uh, the white lines are kind of more of guidelines and the turn signals are not a, I would like in there, there, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> not like down here where, where people maybe remember to use the, usually it's in New York. Everybody uses them. It's because otherwise, you know, you'll just be into people left and right. It's, uh, loved it. I loved living in the city. I love other people's cars, but you couldn't pay me to drive. Yeah, I, I still don't have a car, but I'm like, all right, depending on jobs and whatnot, I'm mm-hmm. probably going to need to get one. Yeah, because once you're done your defense, so, it's just coming up. Yeah. Ah. Um, so I have funding through my department through the end of July. So I have a couple months of leeway where I get to to wrap things up and maybe write a couple of papers. And then I have options that I haven't fully explored yet. And that I've kind of been putting off. <laughs> yeah. I've been dissertation and ready, getting your defense ready. And, uh, uh, how it worked for our friend Natalie. Yeah. I think I remember listening to Natalie's episode pretty early on, and I was like, oh, okay, people survive this. Yeah. And now she's, uh, I forget, she's a research scientist for, because this is all significant amount of work. She's currently on, it's like, yes, I had to go into the office to wrap up some some experiments, and then that's it. I'm kind of stuck home. Yeah. Um you're pretty close to Research Triangle Park, right? I have, yeah, no, I have uh, Search Triangle Park. I have friends who work there, got the universities on, yeah. So this is, I guess this is a current events warning for anyone who's, oh yeah, you know, activated by virus-related things. Hmm. My university um, went virtual while we were on our scheduled spring break, spring break got extended another week uh, so that all the professors and the TAs, whoever was helping with any courses, could transition to being online only. And so they could get students moved out of the dorms and shut those down. Um, per Governor Wolf's announcement on Thursday, the university is now like we are as closed as we can possibly be while still potentially housing students who don't have the option mm-hmm. of traveling home right now. Right. I don't remember okay. what that had to do with anything. Uh, we were talking about closing down research and, oh. and being in research triangle park. Yeah. So we have all these grad 
and students who for those two or three weeks of transition, we were like, wait, what do we do? We're not undergrads. All of these messages are geared toward undergrads. Okay. All right. So they're addressing stuff about classes, but what about research? Do we still come into the lab? You know, different research advisors have different policies. They want you to be in there no matter what, some of them. I was really lucky for the guy that I work for. Um, We've been doing Zoom meetings for ages. So I had one coming up that was scheduled with him and I called into it and he said, good, I'm glad you're okay. Like, do you need any water? Do you need any supplies or anything? Toilet paper. Yeah. If you, if you can, do you need anything at all from the office? No. Okay, good. Stay home. Like don't travel. And he's a clinician. So to hear that was like, all right, this validating some of the anxiety and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but also, holy cow, what a caring person. And, and, the reports coming out about people who lawyers who were being absolute about it literally come in and shut them physically is uh, as horrifying. Yeah. The, um, yeah, we've we've I think a lot of that's happening because ways park is more of a tech center these and a research center. Um Laxo Smith owns them these days. Um the EPA is out um I think some national health research cities are sort of and uh North Carolina State University's Holly and of course UNC Chelsea well, those are the three core triangle, and uh, a lot of the medical research that's happening out of the uh, standpoint is happening in the try in the in the middle of of our day. Um, these are big technology research so where IBM had their big and uh, Cisco and and so kind of research that happens there is more. Uh, uh, silicon and electronics and medicine and <laughs> not petri dishes there are petri dishes but not quite at the same level as there are and that's that's yeah yeah the, the people who are doing the work with petri dishes I hope that they have a little bit better guidance because for uh, all the silicon research, uh, like, yeah, just bring it home. You can online. Let's do it. It may be uh, like, uh, uh, Natalie had to. Natalie had to finish and then shut experiments. Works organics. So uh, she's an organic chemist, and yeah. So much you can do when you can't go into the lab. Yeah. So, like, oh my gosh, I'm just cringing thinking about not only the amount of data that she's going to lose, but if she has to reorder supplies or whatever, that's going to be. You should bring her back and interview her for that part of the recovery. <laughs> when she can come again, the thing is, we were we were talking about 
got a paper she's working on now that she was going to hear and finish writing it and that's not going to happen this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm going with the theory that experiment she was running, she was at the and now I'm putting it all together stage versus the oh, well, I have to run 16 more tests to get some result to generate the next 16 end of stage. That's all right. That's really good. I'm glad to hear that. Are you getting having your part? How are you divvying things up that would be different before? Um, well, the first thing that I can think of is grocery shopping is different now. Grocery shopping is kind of different for everybody now, but yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, usually there was a grocery store right by uh, the building where my desk is at, at the cubicle farm. So I could just pop in there right after work, pick stuff up. I'd either take the bus home or he'd come and pick me up on his way home. And it worked out really well. Uh, And then, like you guys, he does most of our cooking. So I didn't have to think about that. I just was like, all right, put things on the list. It's not on the list. I'm going to get some default stuff and you're not going to like it. He's like, all right, put things on the list. So um, now it's more of, okay, we both have to go together because I'm not out and trying to avoid public transportation. But then, you know, then there's more of the virus-related stuff about what is even in the store. And I have, we were talking about grocery shopping, I think. And I was telling you, I was going to tell you about an app that, and I'm going to link it in the show notes, that you put in what ingredients you have and it tells you what recipes you can make. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, maybe I don't have to break out my 1920s depression era cookbooks. <laughs> maybe yet. I still do. I don't know yet. Oh man. Well, our problem is like we, we planned everything and then we got there and there's just, there's no meat left. All right. the like beyond burger meat substitute stuff was there and perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't get ground beef or even chicken breasts or anything. Uh, yeah, apparently it's a time to try some of those uh, uh, vegetarian options because we don't have a choice. Uh, yeah. I mean, so we've tried them before because mm-hmm. we're both Catholic and it's currently Lent. And oh, yeah. they're fine. They're very fine. Mm-hmm. But, but. <laughs> but the, I'm not sure that I would want to commit to living off of them for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and it's challenging i I gave up meat for lent once once. i mean i'm a lutheran but you know we were trying something new and uh uh, that was that was hard i had to give myself the occasional cheat day kind of thing but yeah oh so if you count the days in lent because Mm -hmm. lent starts on ash wednesday and goes until uh was it holy thursday um, extra set of days in there, like six extra days or something. So if you go by the number of days that are supposed to be in Lent, which is 40, mm-hmm. you can take Sundays off. Yeah, no, I think there's actually, uh, it was actually a Pope who said Sundays don't count. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a Pope who said you must eat fish on Friday. Hold on. 
I like the fish on Friday idea in theory, but I, it's now we're getting more into spirituality related stuff. It's yeah. more of telling people in this day and age that they have to eat fish on Friday is um, more difficult on the average person because back yeah. then when, you know, the community was made up of people who lived around the large body of water and everyone could go fishing or could at least find fish in the market easily. Mm. Fish was an easy thing to eat. Well, yeah, that's, that was, I think the thing, the historical, there's, there's the spiritual reason for doing it. And then the historical reason is like the, at, when the decree came out, the Pope's brother-in-law or something was a fisherman, and this was to get more business during Lent. So, <laughs> it, it's actually, yeah, no, it's it's in the history somewhere, as I recall. So, yeah, I can I can hear um, Nate Vanderklok yelling at the at the computer right now, but. Um, Oh, yeah. I'd love to hear what he's got to say. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's the thing. When you look at, at the popes from that sort of time period, they were um, much more... Um, there, there was a lot more nepotism and who was related to who and who was going on than there is now. I was going to say... Um, of the of the earth, they yeah. more earthly beings <laughs> <laughs> with earthly concerns. Yes, there we go. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I mean, we're all finding creative solutions, I guess, based on uh, what we can get and what people are frankly hoarding, which is yeah. sucky. So we are. Let's see, we've already done uh, tricks for, well, time trips at different parts of the day, mm-hmm. which usually means that he goes and does them because he's the morning person. <laughs> um, and then reports back and is like, yep, they had it, and shows me pictures, and there'll be like 50 people standing there, all six feet away from each other, just mm-hmm. kind of respecting everyone's personal bubble. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is where, this is amazing. Yeah. People uh, versus later in the day, it's not quite the same experience. We uh, we we're trying to do the order online and pick up, and uh, it's so crowded right now that it's like, yes, I could set up my order now for two weeks. Oh my! And uh, and pick up or like a week, but then I don't even know if what I'm ordering will be back in stock or even available by then. So. You have to trust the automatic, or you have to trust the, hey, um, uh, can we replace X with Y kind of thing, uh, yeah. which is thrilling. Um, That's the word for it. Yeah. So uh, I may have to actually do a grocery store run to the actual grocery store, and I'm, I'm going to have the same thing. It's going to be like, okay, if I go at 7 in the morning or 8 in the morning when I first you know, get up or whatever, is it going to be better than trying to go towards lunchtime or uh, towards dinner time, end of day? Where am I going to? There's a, a whole logistics to it. Which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Be like, because I mean, there's logistics around groceries no matter what. Well, yeah, yeah. But, um, like, I, I like to go, graduate student kind of can work freelance hours. Yeah. I like to go at like three in the afternoon on Mondays. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause then there's no weekend rush. Mm-hmm. Have fresh food for dinner that night. And I mm-hmm. can hit up the day old bakery section and get like a cake or something for a couple dollars discount. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I used to like going, uh, when, when the kids were riding the bus, the bus pickup is in the parking lot at the grocery store because ah. we're a small town and, and it's a charter school. And so it doesn't have the same bus service as the public schools, but it would be, you know, seven thirty in the morning. So I just walk in then when there was nobody there except other, you know, parents who were like, well, as long as I'm up. Probably just kind of looked at each other and grunted because the coffee hadn't kicked in yet. Yeah, and uh, there were no lines. Oh, um, man. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so uh, that was that was then. Now it's, it's yeah, I, since I can work freelancer hours, it's I, I should be a little more cognizant of when I'm picking like times and things like that. Um, yeah. But okay, so yeah, everybody's uh, got the logistics around groceries. What other uh, logistical challenges are you seeing in staying productive with your partner being at home now? Um, so, like I said, I, I can kind of work freelance hours, which mm-hmm. presents its own challenges. Right. Um, and I mentioned that my partner's a morning person. Mm-hmm. He has, I guess, what you would call a corporate job. Yeah. Uh, works for a local really cool tech startup, mm-hmm. uh, but is expected to be present and available for eight hours straight. Okay. So he usually starts working around eight or so. Um, mm-hmm. I like to not get up until at least eight if I can help it. <laughs> right. Which gets into a whole thing about mm-hmm. like two months ago, I went in and saw my doctor. I was like, I'm exhausted all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, well, you know, let's just do some checks, make sure we're okay. And you know, what's going on in life? And so I was like, oh yeah, I'm writing my dissertation and it's Pittsburgh. So we have like Seattle weather during the winter, yep. except for the bouts of just insane snow and cold. Mm-hmm. We never see the sun. Um, so she just kind of looked at me and she's like, you might just be stressed and tired and just need more sleep right now. Mm-hmm. So that's contributing to my, I try to sleep until eight if I can help it. Yeah. yeah. Because as it turns out, she was right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, he'll get up and he'll start uh-huh. working on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have to be cognizant of when his first meeting is. Right. Because if I'm walking around in my PJs and he's got the the camera on so you can do a, a video chat, that gets a little mm-hmm. awkward. No one needs to see my glow-in-the-dark Eeyore PJs. Yeah. No, we, we sort of have hand signals about, are you on a call? I'm, I'm not on a call. I'm just listening to music. Or, yes, I'm on a call and there's video. And so that if Ursa's leaving, she doesn't or has just come in and is in you know, her bathrobe and her coffee, she knows not to get near the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I'm considering seeing if there's a different kind of setup we could do. Cause right now mm-hmm. I've got a wall behind me. He, he mm-hmm. does. He has the stairs. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, well, that's the other thing is, is I sit facing the door with a wall behind me. 
because otherwise, who knows what one might see over my shoulders, and we do, we don't want that. Plus, it's easier to get to the to the window where the chickens are. Yes. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I tried very important earlier, and yeah. um, I like this a lot better because there's a I can, I'm right next to the window where the sun comes in. Mm-hmm. When you get sun. When I get sun. Yeah. We had sun a little earlier. I have sunburn on my face because I'm a pale white Irish descent person and was outside for half an hour. And and it's like that we've got that cloudy day where there's just enough cloud that you don't think, but maybe not enough to stop UV so that you could sunburn really easy in the cloud. Oh, not oh. even that. It was gorgeous. But I'm sitting there on a park bench. I'm mm-hmm. down working on a crochet project and I somehow have sunburn on the left half of my face. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get it on uh, my driver's side arm. Oh, the one I put out the window. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then I got tinted windows and it helped. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and stopped using and, and traded in the convertible for a car with a roof. That, that also seems to have helped with my uh, <laughs> sunburn in the, uh, the warmer months. Yeah. There's currently discussions about uh, getting a Mazda Miata at some point. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a Miata and you can get a hard top for them. I might have to push for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're but, removable hard tops, but they're hard tops. Okay. So, yeah. That's a, in the future when there's a garage. Yeah, that's always a challenge. Um, <laughs> yeah, now, and, and what do you have? I mean, we're kind of, I'm digressing again from the, from the logistical changes, but what about, what about the basement? Is it the typical, like, dank, scary basement? Or like my grandparents' basement in, uh, outside of Pittsburgh was like a rec room, other space, gardening space, things like that. So that's, I have grandparents outside of Pittsburgh too, and that's what mm-hmm. their basement's like. Right. Ours is kind of the, the dank, um, the floor is not even, the floor is less flat than the, the house floor is. And there's a drain at <laughs> the bottom in case there's yep. water seepage. And mm-hmm. there's currently two washers and dryers down there. Um, okay. Both of them are, all, all of them, I mean, two, the one set belongs to the apartment, but the other set is from partner's previous apartment because mm-hmm. reasons yeah and then the, in the back there's this this uh, it's basically like a slab of plywood with about eight inches at the top and you can see into the next area where it's just this massive pile of dirt from when they put the extension that's got our kitchen on okay so uh, yeah kind of a city but there's Not, no Pittsburgh potty. No. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, my grandparents had that one. Oh man. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, uh, that's that's the bathroom in the basement, right? That's um, just the toilet in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. There, Not there was, even. A, it's nice when it gets converted into a bathroom. It, it had been converted into a bathroom. It it had started that's as a nice. Pittsburgh potty, but uh, yeah, in the washroom. Oh God, now it's coming back. There I go. I'm saying wash again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so not a usable space, which means basically all of the common areas, the first floor, your partner's 
space is the second floor. You've got the third floor and you're both sharing the space and now you're having to juggle all of this. Yeah. And then like, so aside from the logistical of I have to be careful when he's in meetings. Right. uh, We also have the internet problem when we're both Mm -hmm. in meetings. Yeah. We have the um, different sleep food schedule problem. Mm Mm-hmm which usually ends up with me eating a late breakfast and very little for lunch so that we can eat dinner together when he gets off work and is hungry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that. Although for me, it's usually I have no breakfast because it's just coffee and then um, lunch. And then Ursula's in here at like four going, so what are we going to have for dinner? And I'm like, <laughs> it's four. And I ended up eating it too because I was in meetings. So. Two is such a great time to have lunch, though. No I, one's eating then. Yeah, but I I haven't had any food, and it's like yeah, <laughs> oh, I that's need, true. That's not yeah. good. You should yeah, not do that. Yeah, I've had I've had days where you know I'm on call and things are going pear shaped, and I just run into the kitchen, grab a couple protein bars, and then come back. I mean, that, you know, that, that's something I can do, but yes. you know, it's always you know. Uh, hey, you know, I, I, I just got in and, and uh, you know, let's think about dinner. And I'm like, it's five. I don't get off work for two hours. And uh, you were kind enough to bring me lunch today, but that didn't get here until 2.30. So <laughs> not really hungry. Um, so you guys have talked before about when one of you is traveling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the reversion to bachelor state. Yes. I had that happen for the first week of March. Oh, really? And it was... It worked out great. Um, my dissertation was due, and he was skiing. Oh, okay. For the week, so I would get up around when I normally get up. Then I'd stay up until midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was one night, and I'd start work at ten and just keep going until I was tired. And then I'd eat dinner at like eight o'clock at night because that's when I was hungry and it stopped working long enough mm-hmm. to be like, oh, right, food is a thing. Food is a thing. You can get away with that. I can't. Um, <laughs> get away with it for a bit, and then mm-hmm. I get yelled at. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it so it resulted in like the night before he got back, where I had finished the complete draft of my document at like about twelve fifteen, and I'm just wandering around at this building, like I am possibly finished writing. Mm-hmm. And it's dark out, and time is a thing. Yeah. And what day is it? And oh my goodness. Like, I want to go share this with someone, but if I run down the street and being like, I'm done, I'm done, someone's going to call the cops on me. Yeah, probably. And, and you probably so, can't message your partner because they're out cold because they've been out skiing all day. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mind that it was a couple time zones away. He was. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> He got more sleep skiing than I did at home. It happens. Happens. Yeah, no. I know that sometimes when I go to a a convention for the weekend, I get more sleep than Ursula does because I just, you know, it's like, well, I can be exhausted. I know the dogs aren't going to wake me up. And, you know, the alarm schedule is a little different. So I can just sleep. Right. I want to go to bed at 10. I'll just go to bed at 10. If I don't have to be, you know, if it's a con, I'm working and That's, I'm on, yeah. And I'm on a rotation. It's like, well, I better get my three hours of sleep right now because I have to be back on at 4am or something. It's uh, 
I was actually supposed to be heading to a conference this week. So I was looking forward to it because I would go for the the two times I was presenting and needed to be there and then just stay in my room and relax and practice Mm. my presentation and catch up on sleep. Oh, yeah. And play video games because we've all got like portable video games now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we've. I have a group of friends. We've done like three different Minecraft servers in the last month. Yeah, <laughs> and then I have Seven Days to Die that I've downloaded and installed and not yet opened because I'm like I can't do it yet. And then there's Stardew Valley on my phone. Mm-hmm. And they just released a big patch to Stardew Valley, and oh my gosh, there's so many new things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a if you're a gamer, it's sort of a good but bad time to be stuck at home. Right. You've probably seen the tweet going around where someone's like, you know, when Shakespeare was stuck inside from the play, he wrote King Lear. And one of my friends was like, yeah, well, Shakespeare didn't have a backlog of video games to play. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, he had fewer options. So I want y'all to just shove it. (laughs) (laughs) And there's, there's so many of us right now who are just like, oh yeah, I can do my work at home. We're basically doing what Shakespeare did, only we're a lot healthier with how we plan our days. Yeah, I think that 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 is an interesting point because I do have to spend time like actually working. Right. right? And so it's not like I'm a freelancer or a student who's like, well, I can do everything I need to do in two hours and then I've got the rest of my day. No, I have I have, you know, eight hours, nine hours of things that need of things I need to attend to through the course of a day. I'm on call next week that, you know, right right there there's, you know, um, so I can't just be like, well, I've done everything I need to do. I'm going to go bugger off and play things or write a book or, uh, and it's, so it's very different. Like the other thing is of course, writing plays was Shakespeare's job. Right. Yeah. So it, it, the comparison doesn't hold up. If he had to go, if he was like spending eight hours in the market, selling things or, or cutting up meat or something be a very different story. Uh, uh, oh my yeah. gosh. Right. Yeah. I don't even know who would be comparing to then. Yeah. Um, also, I guess Shakespeare wouldn't be considered essential services. So <laughs> 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 uh, this is how we deal folks. Oh Black goodness. humor is like a constant in these sorts oh. of events. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Catholic, but I'm leaning more towards, I, I was raised Catholic and I'm more Catholic agnostic right now. And mm-hmm. um, I got an email from the place where I normally go to mass and they were like, all right, so our masses are canceled, but our adoration is uh, now going to be open because that's considered a life essential service. And I'm like, how, why? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not GameStop, so you get that at least. But seriously, how is this not, a concern right now uh that's okay the the meme going around right now uh because of the pope's announcement that if you can't get to confession just take it straight to god never and like you know luther going i spent how long on 95 theses and now the pope just tweets it right out (laughs) did you not hear that yet i have not heard that yet but I, i don't follow the pope on twitter yeah, no, it's 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 a big thing. As a Lutheran, I'm like, well, we we told you that how many years ago? But uh, <laughs> jives with me pretty well. That's how I like to do confession. 
Yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's just it's just one of those things where the Pope is like, uh, yeah, no, if it's not safe to go out and uh, you're in a risk group, then you know, don't go to confession. Just bypass the the hierarchy in that one. And I'm like, the Pope just said to do what now? Um, he said, God forgives what? Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. Yeah, we don't have to have a chain of forgiveness before it gets there. Yeah. Um, trickle down forgiveness. Sorry. Oh God, that was a terrible, <laughs> terrible joke. Okay. Well, um, I'm thinking like forgiveness on commission or something. So. Right. No, that was indulgences. Oh, okay. That was indulgences. Uh, Martin Luther had words about those too in those 95 theses. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so we're straying really far away from the, the whole productivity thing here, but oh my goodness uh but uh so yeah so you've got the big differences research is done you're defending virtually i take it soon yes which um so i'm gonna bring being catholic back into it like alleviate so many of the concerns that i had around okay do do i invite like my my family to come to this thing do i go get donuts for the students who attend you know how do i work that into the morning because i'm defending at 9 a.m oh yeah yeah um and then just the general worry of my advisor generally runs half an hour late to anything anything at all he is half an hour late he was i think he was late to my proposal by about half an hour too so um I'm on good terms with his administrative assistant. She builds that half an hour in for me. There you go. Um, but now it's all virtual, so, I guess. Now it's all virtual. So I just got to send out the link to everyone. Anyone who yeah. wants to watch can. I, when just it's mute all them done. All and... Yeah. When yeah. it's all done, I get to kick everyone else out. Just me and my committee. And then I'm going to just stand up and walk away from my computer while they deliberate. Yeah. Um, Yes, hopefully they will like mute or something and there won't be like this low rumble coming from your computer the entire time. That would be awkward. <laughs> no, I'll I'll they'll be in my headphones at least cuz yeah. I I don't have a mic in my setup yet. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, not everybody is as prepared for remote as uh, as we are. I will I will yeah. admit that. Yeah. Uh so um and how's your how's your partner adjusting to this? I don't know if they're nor- a normally a work from home person. No, not normally. Um, yeah. There's a decent amount of local travel for their job. Mm-hmm. Going doing some local site visits. Right. Um, but they work in a company that does. They have some manufacturing of the products involved too. So mm-hmm. sometimes they'll have to go to the manufacturing floor and run some tests on some of the products there. Or they'll have to, you know, go talk to the people who are running those tests, mm-hmm. et cetera. So they actually um, ended up getting, they had to get a like special exemption for being shut down because of the work that they're doing at some of the different locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, if, if you're doing manufacturing and the deliverables are for certain sectors, they are, you, you have to get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the, yeah. the company has been really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I think everyone got extra like two weeks of PTO 
for mm-hmm. sick leave, for whatever, for taking care of family members, oh, for, yeah. for anything, just get an extra two weeks. Oh, we actually, yeah, we, we actually have a, a line item in our, um, we use Workday. And there's, there's now a line item you can choose when, when setting uh, time off that is basically, you know, COVID-19. And you just, there's like, here's two weeks paid, just, you know, uh, it's not vacation, it's for this. I mean, we're a remotely distributed company anyway, so we already have a lot of that other stuff. But they're like, look, if you have to take the time, don't worry about it. Uh, you're getting paid. Yeah, right? which is, that's nice to have that reassurance that you Mm-hmm. You can be home and just be home. Yeah, and, and we're. I think we're all really lucky, those of us who do get that, because there are a lot of people who don't. There are a lot of people who don't. Yeah. Um, like right now at the hospital, mm-hmm. the administrative assistant I mentioned, I believe, has to come in every other, at least every other day, mm-hmm. which is mind-blowing to me because so much of that could be done virtually but just in case someone shows up where there's some sort of policy that they have to have two administrative assistants in the department present uh, at all times or you know i don't know what it is but yeah and and in, in medical environments there are there's a lot more in person whether it's necessary or not uh, yeah sometimes it's a safety thing sometimes it's just that's how the process has been done for the last 200 years. Oh my, which we could tangent so hard about that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. save the yeah. listeners. Yeah, let's, let's save everybody from that one. Cause I think everybody, I, I think I have a laundry list of, of that just from general life. You have a laundry list of that. That's just from medicine. Um, there's a, there, there is a whole, this is, in every industry, there is a whole, this is how we've always done things. <laughs> and so this is how we're going to continue to do things, whether they're necessary or not. So, um, so I was trying to do some of the background work for my dissertation. Mm-hmm. And the question is, okay, well, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And I went back as far as I could in the work that I'm doing. And it was just like, Someone in some paper in the mid eighties decided that this particular procedure was the right thing to do to these images. And so we just do it. There was no explanation. There was no rationale behind it. Like, and I get these people who are not Mm -hmm. in, you know, the area of my research and they're like, but, but why do you guys do this? I'm like, because you have to, because that's how you do it. Yeah. Like, like, why did they decide? I'm like, no, no, that's just someone decided. Yeah. And I can rationalize it to you, but no one ever did research into why we want to do this. And is it better? Is it not? And et cetera. This is how it worked then. And nobody's bothered to see if there are better ways. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just. Yeah. For, for all of our advances and a lot of, a lot of uh, medical stuff, um, there is a lot of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, uh, things that go on that we don't think about. It's just, like, relatively fine in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like, really, really, just come on, just catch up, change this thing. I was, I was amazed when, um, 
when I had my kidney stones many years ago, um, I, of course, got the scan. And instead of the big ring machine that you have to go in and move around and things like that, it was like this thick. Like, uh, it looked like a Stargate. It was so thin. And it transferred the, I guess that's a CAT scan? That sounds like it would probably be a CAT scan. Yeah, and then they transferred the files digitally to the radiologist in Greensboro, who then turned around and was able to transfer them to my doctor um, after telling the hospital, like, and all of this was happening basically while I was at the hospital. Like, just boom, boom, boom. They don't have to have the, the one guy to analyze the thing on site because they can just take the digital images, send them off, and get them back. All right. This is a rant that I am prepared for. Okay, here we go. So, Everybody stand back now. So. <laughs> um, so the electronic medical records that operate mm-hmm. in hospitals don't always talk to each other well. They right. don't even talk to each other well between hospitals within the same network. Or yep. even between different departments of the same hospital. So I was shadowing some radiologists for a class, and they were like, oh, crap, you know, we have this patient, but they were scanned, you know, at this other site, and then they were scanned here, and so we need to get all of their scans in from both different computers to mm-hmm. here, and how do we know which one's which? And, oh, crap, it's the same file name, so they're overwriting each other. Oh. It's just like, how did, like... And it's probably because someone's on, you know, this particular version of the software and someone else is on this other particular version of the software, but because there's no standard guideline mm-hmm. that was implemented at all sites and all of the hospitals in that one network or in that particular healthcare group, then it doesn't talk well. Uh, or uh, one of my early jobs in technology was um, email systems proprietary email back before the old the the whole everything's on the internet email and we made a lot of money going from like a company would buy another company and oh the the parent company would have uh novell's mhs using beyond mail and the company they just acquired would be smaller and was all on cc mail which later became a Lotus product, which later became an IBM product, but be that as it may. And we, you know, we'd make a lot of, of money just on the, okay, we have to set up a special machine just to translate between the two systems until everybody was integrated. Uh, and the curious part of my brain is like, all right, what did that integration actually look like? Uh, it was uh, most of the time it was either a, bridge built by one of the the two providers or it was just x400 messaging Uh, for those of you who don't know x.400 messaging is an internet is a is a standard that uh, the addressing part of it the x.500 address scheme you may know more commonly as ldap or active directory now Um, because it's all related Right. I mean, these were standards that were set up in the '80s that are just now uh, that are are now what we consider common. When I was setting up these mail servers in in the early '90s, it was all new. Um, I mean, not all new, but like the addressing schemes and all that. No one knew about them because every every email system was an island, uh, just like a lot of the 
the uh, medical software is an island um, until it has to talk to something else, and then. Uh, oh my goodness! Um, and there's, I'm gonna bite my tongue here, but there's yeah, we're all uh, islands, and mm-hmm. they all need work. And and there is much like banking, uh, the medical profession also has the thing where because. I've, I've worked for medical startups. It's like, yes, uh, we realize it is the year of our Lord 2019 uh, or 2018, I guess at the time. Uh, but yes, we must still support Internet Explorer 6 because... Oh, you have to. Yeah, because that was the last stable one since the last time the hospital systems got upgraded and they are not upgrading until the machines fall apart. Yeah. And there's going to be some machine in a corner office somewhere, not a corner office, like some cubicle buried deep in the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is going to work until it, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, no. I think some of the, I may undergrads in electrical engineering. I think some of the computers in the power <laughs> lab were running windows XP because that was the most stable version for the software they needed. Mm-hmm. And the software hasn't been upgraded. So, no, I'm not sure they can even access the internet anymore. No, probably not. So you had to make sure you had a USB stick on you so you could mm-hmm. get the figures for your lab report from these fairly outdated computers. I'm I'm from the day and age when you had to have um, you you had to have a floppy disk to copy your program onto uh, from the the Pascal mainframe oh. in order to turn in your homework with your yeah, that was that was exciting. Um, we had we had hand me down to my grandfather when I was a kid. It was a computer that had like the actual floppy five and a half mm-hmm. floppy disks. It had the best games. Oh yeah, no, there was there was a lot of creativity that went into those, um, and I guess it depends on which one of those because like the computer I learned on, guys, this is showing my age right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, the computer I learned on. Um, we had bought a kit to assemble the expansion that we could plug into so that we could buy floppy drives to plug into the computer. Uh, yeah. Um, That's so cool. The uh, Yeah, Dad built it uh, in the living room, or dining room, I guess, um, uh, uh, evenings and weekends. Yeah, that was the TRS-80 Model 1 Level 2, um, and he built the expansion interface, and then we got floppy disks. Uh, before that, it was all um, it was all cassette tapes uh, and basic. And uh, oh yeah, no, there were some great games that you just can't uh, get anymore. Um, no, some things, and, uh, yeah, I can't even remember their names. Um, there was one Asylum and Asylum Two that I really want to see if I can find and run on an emulator. Okay. Um, Kind of horror games, which was kind of interesting. They sound like they would tend in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, even if we get to the later stages of, like, uh, the Commodore 64, which came out several years later, and things like the Mission Impossible game on that, or, um, you know, the PC-based games, many of which you can now get uh, emulators for. Uh, Zork was, of course, the classic. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I could go for days. Um, I think one of my favorites that I remember was Qbert. Oh yeah, I played it in the stand-up arcade before it 
hit the home. <laughs> and the Tron machine. Oh God, the Tron machine. Oh. Everybody. Ah, oh, there was always a line for the Tron machine. Anyway, <laughs> we have just tangented out. Video the games are important for productivity. Yes, they are. Um, especially uh, since one of the things you do is you participate in extra life. Yes. Which is video games to help uh, sick kids. Yes. Um, so I started in August, mm-hmm. and I think I streamed about twice before I held my own game day. <laughs> um, so I have my laptop, mm-hmm. and uh, on my desk I have a PS4, and I tried mm-hmm. streaming a heavily modded version of Minecraft, and I think <laughs> the uh, screen updated like once every five minutes in the stream which was really, really, really bad. So I'm not doing that again. (laughs) And then I streamed some Borderlands on the PS4. Yeah. I think it was Borderlands 3 because I'd started a new character. Um, And then I had a game day, and apparently all my friends hate my liver. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because I put up different tiers of, if you donate this much, you know, such and such a thing will happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're down... bottle and a half of jack i think oh that's a so much really glad for delivery the next day i am uh i i remember being able to drink in those quantities and uh uh of that particular quality of of liquor and not take more than a half day or so to recover uh now no 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 no. Mm -mm. Um, so I started at like 9am and, you know, I, I think I was playing Dark Souls. I was playing Dark Souls 3 and oh. then for 50 bucks you could change the game that I was playing to something else. And then someone mm-hmm. kicked me onto ukulele <laughs> and then, uh, after that, so the, the people who were helping me run the stream, um, ordered food from Grubhub and they passed me the phone and they said, here, pick food. And so I was looking at it, but I had to put down the phone to keep doing the game. Right. Because I wasn't on the loading screen anymore. And so I put down the phone and they picked it up thinking I had ordered something. Oh, no. <laughs> and they didn't realize until the food got here. <laughs> yeah. So there was a, there was like a solid hour break where um, my partner <laughs> took, took over for me <laughs> in multiple ways. And I sat on the floor eating mac and cheese. There you go. It was... Yeah, no. we ended the night with like a Jackbox game that people were able to remotely play on their phones with us. That mm-hmm. was it was awesome. And and how much did you raise on that one? That's the important question. I broke a thousand dollars. There you go. All right. Which like holy cow, people! A thousand dollars in essentially what four or five months? Mm-hmm. Oh, tiny orange. Yes. Uh, yeah. Now a tiny orange butt. Let me just yes. Here, <laughs> let's move off there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm happy because I didn't get mm-hmm. a, an animal experience in my first interview. So oh, that's true. That <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, so we raised over a thousand dollars, and um, I've been on hiatus for the dissertating. Uh, yeah. But then the next thing I'm going to do is for one of my milestones. I think it was the person who put me over a thousand got to pick a game and have me 100 percent it. Oh. 
So I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 3 starting in April. I have not played Kingdom Hearts 3 yet. I, I am a bad uh, Square Enix fan, but I also don't really have 90 hours spare right now. I haven't finished my first game. Ah. I started it when it came out. I haven't finished it. I've gotten mm-hmm. through I'm trying to think of when that was. That was last spring. I was probably prepping for my proposal last spring and didn't do it for that reason. Yeah. So, um, so now I get to um, courtesy of one of my very close friends mm-hmm. who loves Kingdom Hearts and is like, nope, I haven't played it, but you're going to do it for me. Uh, yeah, no, one and two were amazing. So One and two were great. I, I liked... One, I think, better for some of the worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad they upgraded a lot of the controls between games. Oh, yeah. And um, I think it was it was Kingdom Hearts 1 came out right around the time I was in the middle of Final Fantasy X. Oh, are there any uh, crossover characters? Uh, not, in, uh, not in Kingdom Hearts 1. I seem to recall one or two of them. I, I want to say one or two of them show up in Kingdom Hearts 2. There's but, a handful that I mm-hmm. wasn't familiar with in 2 that I know were crossovers from Final Fantasy. Yeah, but um, the interesting thing about it was there's this point in Final Fantasy X where everything just gets slow. Like, extra slow even for a Final Fantasy game. And so I stopped. <laughs> and I'm like, well, oh, okay. And I played Kingdom Hearts 1 the whole way through the whole way through. And after I finished that, I was like, Oh, what do I do now? And there's final fantasy 10. And what I didn't realize was I was about an hour away from the, okay, now it's a mad rush until the end of the game. And everything just whoosh runs like gangbusters from that point in terms of plot. I was like, wow, (laughs) fine. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Which reminds me, I need I need to get the the Final Fantasy VII Switch release because Final Fantasy VII is still my favorite. Oh, I haven't played seven. Oh, I've um, played one through four actually. Well, yeah, yeah, but um, and uh, I played seven. Um, I threw eight across the room because the the controls and the mechanics I thought were terrible and not worth the, the story wasn't worth torturing myself for. Nine I thought was amazing. And nine has a remaster out now. Okay. Um, I think they did a nine remaster and there's a 10 remaster either coming or out. Um, seven actually has a, a direct port to switch. And of course, everybody knows the Final Fantasy seven remaster is coming. Um, but... Um, it's like, yeah, we're going to cut down the number of playable characters because that's a lot. And I'm like, eh, maybe I'll replay nine. <laughs> nine was I, fun. You know, yeah, I um, haven't played nine. I don't have the Switch, so. Uh, yeah, but. That um, helps right now. Yeah, nine, um, nine I played on the PlayStation 2. I started on PlayStation 1 and then I. I like took my save game and I plugged it in on like my brother-in-law's PlayStation two. And I looked at the screen and I looked at, you know, the difference. And I was like, so I got to go buy a PlayStation two now. (laughs) Nice. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we, we, I have, we have digressed so far at this point. So, but it's been fun. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, because, uh, and that's the thing right now is a weird time to be productive. Um, you have to be very, very disciplined. Like I guess your partner is, or you can be kind of free well, form as I'm long as you've already sure got it playing. set up. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's playing animal crossing right now. Yeah, but it's, I don't have the switch, but he has the switch. Oh, I see. I see. It's a day off. That's okay. That's a day off. Yeah. It's his day off. Yeah. Oh, your day off too, I think. Yeah, but I took Friday off too because I, I just hit the point Thursday night where I was like, I need a mental health day. Mm-hmm. So I need a mental health day. It's fine. And there's the Catholic guilt. Uh, but oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, so I actually have, for, for related to gaming, I have mm-hmm. an Excel sh- spreadsheet that I was using to track who donated, what their okay. email address was, whether or not I had sent them a thank you message, if there's any milestone that they helped me reach. Mm-hmm. If there was a certain amount associated with their donation that I had flagged for, you know, I will do X, Y, Z if you give me this much. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a spreadsheet was actually really helpful last year. Mm-hmm. Now, are you, like, keeping that real time while you're playing the game, or... Is there like, can you go through a record or an export or something? You can download a CSV from the Extra Life website. Sweet. Yeah. So once I realized that, I didn't keep the spreadsheet anymore and just looked at the CSV at the end of the day. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you download it, you import it, then you start doing trending over time and building reports and charts. And gee, I, I, you give me data and this just sort of happens. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah. If you want to geek out, I have spreadsheets that I can show you. Uh, it depends on what they're for. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this one's actually from my dissertation. Ooh, okay. Okay, folks. I'm really sorry you don't get to see this. but ah. See, what I like doing is I like, once I have all the raw data in the spreadsheet, I like building the charts, right? Oh, uh, is that, a, is, is that so like a pivot? Oh, Sorry, guys, um, I am ooing and eyeing. Yeah. So I actually have to send one of these charts to the woman who ran a writing group at mm-hmm. my school because uh, there was this, like, 15-week period where I my writing count, my word count just keeps going up very, mm-hmm. very steadily and is entirely due to her writing group. So you were tracking your your word count through the entire run of this. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I have word count going back to January of 2019 when I was just starting my proposal. Yeah, like day one, zero, 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 and then day two, things start to 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 come together, and and you you have you've built a trend line mm-hmm. into the uh, document length so that you know, like you can sort of target where things are going to be. Um, well, so this was actually, this is, I'm planning on sharing with the other students in my department, mm-hmm. kind of as a, hey, when they tell you to write fairly consistently, they're not joking, it saves your ass. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this little, so, mm-hmm. going back to this tab, I have about six tabs in the, or six or seven tabs in the spreadsheet. Um, you can there also see where I rearranged. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you and Ursula were having a talk about chapters in one of the recent episodes. 
Uh, because she she doesn't um, chapters uh, for her style of writing are much more haphazard and freeform where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas something like a dissertation, you have to go in. I I don't think you can be a pantser. I think you have to go in with a plan and like some idea on the structure. Well, so I actually started this whole thing as a pantser. Okay. And at the beginning, I had two different background chapters, mm-hmm. one for the clinical background and one for the technical background. Okay. And then one of the chapters got moved into another, <laughs> and one chapter got moved up, and another mm-hmm. chapter got moved back, and then I have you know a chapter for data that could be two chapters with one of them being a methods and the, mm-hmm. uh, that gets unnecessary. And then, um, then you see that, like in my spreadsheet, there's just this mm-hmm. massive explosion of results at the end. Well, yeah. Cause that's when everything starts to come together. Um, yeah. Um, like there, so this was the best day I think overall. Um, was- yeah. Oh, look, and there's, there's the, I made a whole bunch of edits, negative word count day. Yeah. And so <laughs> that was actually the same day. I have two mm-hmm. entries for that date because mm. I couldn't bear to say, yes, I wrote over 5,000 words, but I was only, you know, I only met about 2,500 words. Right. I just couldn't right. bear to see that number for, yeah, that was the mm-hmm. day that I worked for I worked 10 in the morning until about midnight. Mm-hmm. I could not just, I couldn't see all that go to waste. No, 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 no. And then, <laughs> and then you're using this, I guess, as uh, you're, you're doing that neat trick where you pull data from one sheet, one tab into another to build the charts. Yes. 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 So I have. Um, here, by the way, folks, a- go, go read, go, go read the documentation. There's no way I can explain it just in, the podcast it's it's a really cool thing but the syntax is just weird so for a little more context um mm-hmm. the tab we were just looking at was my my word count tab where i right. had it broken out into on this date i wrote this many words for this particular chapter with the total of this many added or taken away by the end of the day and then here's an extra column for notes um, and then i graphed my total word count in a separate sheet over, I guess, the last year. Over, yeah, year. It's, it's about a year. It's about a year. That's about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, which, can, yeah, with the with the quarterly kind of uh, stopping points. <laughs> which is really funny because I can look at these and say, "All right, based on approximately when this breakpoint was, I can tell you what was going on and why I wasn't writing during that time." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or when a large, like, there's this uh, uh, spot here, I guess that's right around June of last year, where you've got this sudden jump up. Right. So I had started I had started writing this in January just because I needed to start somewhere. Mm. I needed to have words down on paper because right. you, you can't edit something if you don't have the words. Oh, absolutely. So I started just throwing stuff together and then I had a major milestone for my program come up and I wasn't able to write for a couple of months. Yeah. I mean, there's a little upward trending, but. Right. Um, and then, and then a big I, jump day. 
I think this was right before I proposed probably that I, I had uh, a couple of weeks where I just said, Nope, I, I need mm-hmm. more in there. I, you know, I talked about this project enough with different committee members. I need to put stuff down on papers mm-hmm. so I can show them that I have ideas of what I'm going to do. Yep. Um, so there's this really big spike up to like 1500 words. Mm-hmm. 1500. No, 15,000 15, words. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Power of tens are important here. Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole, you know, horizontal line where I was mentoring a student for the summer. So I wasn't writing. I was doing experiments with him. Right. And then we get, you know, the semester mm-hmm. kicks off, writing group, mm-hmm. um, flatline for winter break, and then, you know, steady progress until the giant spike at the end. Of yeah, but by the time you get, yeah, but by the time you get to the, to the winter break portion of it, you're, you're well over, uh. 25,000 words. Yeah. Right. And so, um, which was made everything after winter break a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like you were starting from scratch when you came back in January. Right. right. I had, I think at that point I had had two chapters, at least two chapters that I had sent out to my committee. Cause that was another thing that I started doing was mm. at the end of every month, um, I would send out, a chapter to my committee to just say, Hey, this is the progress that I've made mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, a little summary of experience, but also here's the current chapter that I'm working on. Can you give me feedback? Right. And right. then I spaced it out so that they didn't get hit with this massive document right at the end mm-hmm. and have weeks on top of regular responsibilities to read it. Yeah. 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 So they, they're, they're getting those regular updates so that when the whole thing comes together, it's not a a now they have to spend an extra week reading it. Right. Um, and it helps me too, because I could be like, Hey, yeah, is there anything that you guys are concerned about that I can address? And yeah. if they responded in an email and said no, and then they have major problems with it at my defense, I can say, um, all right, I'd like to ask why you didn't bring this up sooner. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and interesting, here's here's the interesting notes. Uh, you've got the tabs for all the different parts of your document, but I also notice you have Habitica up and... <laughs> so Kevin can see my entire mm-hmm. browser window right now. Yeah, uh, uh, Habitica Todoist, good call, good call. Yeah, I've got Todoist. Mm-hmm. I've got not nearly enough... I, I don't use Todoist enough, but right now it syncs with um, my Google Calendar, uh-huh. so... Uh, I get the reminders on my phone about meetings that I have to go to. Right. I've I've also got, uh, there's a, a Python script you can run. Not that this is for everybody, but I, I had a Python script I would run that could synchronize Habitica to Todoist. That I would love. Uh, the only problem was it uh, somebody, one or the other of them changed their API. It, it, it's on GitHub. Uh, one or the other of them changed their API. And so one night I... I woke up and had apparently um, like 2,000 tasks, duplicate tasks that I didn't know were there and hadn't finished the day before and so created a total party kill. Oh my gosh. And then I, so I had to go in and clean all that up. Um, Yeah, it was, it was not, it was not fun. So I had to kind of adjust the automation a little bit there. But if I could take some of my Habitica challenge tasks and dump it into Doist, then I'd 
get reliable reminders on my phone that I can look at every day and be like, oh, mm-hmm. yes, I, you know, spring oh, cleaning yeah. challenge. I clean the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll dig it up and I'll link it. Uh, I'll, I'll email it to you and I'll link it in the show notes for the other people. It's fine. Okay. Um, I also have, uh, there's another set of scripts that lets me um, automatically cast a couple things and automatically feed pets. Oh, uh, oh that's the, pretty good too. The only problem I have with the feed pets one is it unless you do this complex, <laughs> this complex command line, it tries to just feed everything evenly across all the pets. Well, and um, so I'm currently at the point where I have all the basic pets. Yeah, that's not. Um, but I don't have not now. I'm getting into the magic potion pets and the, the special quest pets, and we have we have uh, I we have in our party we have done all of the quests, so I have them available to me. Oh. So. At this point, I'm just starting at that top line and just feeding and working my way down, feeding things as I go. Um, to the point where, uh, hold on, let me uh, tab over to, oh, I don't have it up. Um, but I think I'm like working on like some of the, the, I think I've only got like two Cobras left and I think I just I had to buy the last three turtles I need in order to make sure I've got all of those because I'm almost at the turtle line in terms of things I can feed. Yeah. So I'm just starting at the top and working my way down. Um, That's pretty cool. And then at some point, yeah, I'll do all the the fancy... um, uh, the fancy uh, uh, special potion pets and... Um, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to contribute more to Habitica so I can get the special, uh, contributor pet and, um, <laughs> I want to do yeah. that too, but you know, that's in like the, the someday list. If we're gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a reference all the way back to getting things done and say, yes, mm-hmm. that is on my someday. On the someday list. Yeah. Which is actually why mm-hmm. I pulled up to doist because mm-hmm. that's what I intended to be my someday list. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's uh, uh, the other thing is I've also got uh, there's some code you can get for Emacs. That uh, I'm Vim. Your Vim. I, there's there's a so Habitica. There's a there's a Habitica plugin for Vim. Oh. As I recall, yeah. So okay. So should update from there. Now I use Org mode in Emacs. Everybody out there is now like this is serious geekery. You know you can stop. Um, but there's oh an org, there's an they org mode, yeah, really. There's an org mode Habitica add-on so that as I mark things done in org mode, it will update Habitica. All right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, the org mode stuff is. One of these days, I will have to just do a thing that's nothing but my org mode setup. But first, I have to write the article for opensource.com on it. You're going to need to do like a full tutorial on that because the, when you talk about it, it sounds cool. But I'm like, I, I, I need to see what it is that is going yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it took me a while to really sort of get it. And then when I did, it's just like, oh, I am all in. Now I'm I'm still a VI user. I still uh, I just need to edit a file real quick here in my you know I'm 
popping around all my source code. I, I can't get into some of the Emacs like fancy programmer um, like, like help tools. They, they just don't click with my brain, but I can just have Emacs up on the side to do my task tracking with org mode. Yes, Ernie, I know, but it's not your dinner time yet. Um, Ernie is one. Ernie wants food. Ernie wants food. Ernie, is, Ernie says he's starving to death and Ernie is lying. Um, but, but you know, he thinks he is. But he thinks he is. And that's what he, he needs to know. Very important. Yes. Uh, so, God, okay, so we've been all over the map. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? What else do we need to catch up on? Um. Oh, email. Email. Oh my gosh. So I think last time we talked, email was um, still inbox or inbox by Gmail had barely, very, very shortly sunsetted. Yeah. Um, you guys know what words I meant there. Yes, that was uh, uh, inbox by Google for Gmail. I so think. Yeah, I'm and it's gone now. It yeah. is. I'm still using Google, but I have. Oh, you know, you've my, turned on the, the multiple inboxes add-on thing. I did, um, and I actually yeah. added a special virus-related filter because okay. I was getting notifications from my university that were going into my spam email. Yep. Uh, which were kind of important for me to get, so I just you know anything that says. You know, it's virus related. It's filtered in there, and then when I don't want to look at it anymore, I can just you know, just, minimize just that section. Yeah. yeah, it's gone. And then there's your unread, um, unread which of course start kicks, and then everything else. Mm-hmm. I have a couple things that I've filtered out to um, go to a different label in my inbox and skip the actual inbox itself, but that I if you know, they're still marked on red and I can go look at them at my leisure. Yeah. That, this is uh, by far one of my favorite, uh, Gmail add-ons, uh, or labs, I guess. Is it still a lab? Uh, but is the ability to, uh, set up multiple, like set up multiple filters in your inbox. Um, Oh, I guess it's just now um, priority inbox and inbox sections. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can, um, uh, uh, maybe it's the other one that uh, I can't remember priority inbox. Oh no, you, you, you oh, can't change the, um, it. Is that one? Multiple yeah, you, inboxes maybe. And it gives you the tabs. Uh, no, you can't change priority inbox unless you get rid of all the inbox sections. Um, or set it to oh. default or whatever. Uh, no, there was, I, uh, under add-ons maybe. Okay. Um, here we go. We're, we're just, uh, oh, nope, wrong kind of add-on. Um, labs, I guess you can't get to labs anymore. Um, but yeah, there's a thing where you could just say, here, I've, 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 I'm going to create a section and I'm going to write this search, and that is the search that's going to run. And it would I, do, and it did in the separate sections like that. Um, I could use that at one point to try yeah. to emulate inbox. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't continuous enough. Right, right. Which might sound a little weird because, uh, so the, the way I was using it was you have your emails from today, your mm-hmm. emails from yesterday, right. your emails from the last week, I think, and then mm-hmm. everything else. And that was too discreet. My, like, my brain didn't like looking at it that separately. It just right. yeah. wouldn't flow right for me. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't know how many people work really well with when the email came in versus what the email's about in terms of filtering. I, I filter around content, not arrival time. Okay. Um, because like, if it came in, if it comes in, like if it came in yesterday, I don't need to know that it, it came in yesterday. I need to know that it's something for the Dorsi regulars or it's bulk. That was one of the things I was okay. doing with um, Sanebox. Uh, before I, I, I have currently discontinued Sanebox. I'm trying to be a little more fiscally responsible, and it's a very it, it can be a very expensive service. Um, and I wasn't using it to its full extent, so I don't feel like I was I was spending my money wisely there. Um, plus, I could do the same. What what I was doing with Sanebox, I can do with with uh, filters on my mail server. I also don't keep everything on on Gmail anymore. Um, but yeah. You know, so so a lot of mine is built around the idea of of the I guess what David Allen calls the context. Okay. Is it a Dorsi thing? Is it a D and D thing? Is it just general mailing lists? Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, and so I I have like a folder called lists that I dump all the list mail that isn't a specific thing to, and I've got one for. Um, I, I use uh, RSS to email to download all of my RSS feeds and dump them to email. So I've got a feeds folder. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I use it... the, um, so I'm still on Gmail and right. I use the feature where you can add a plus sign and then something else mm -hmm. to the end of your email address before the at symbol. Mm -hmm. And I filter based on that. Right, um, but, but I, I like I, the idea of lists. That's a right now. I only have promos in my regular email, so I'm gonna have to add lists because there's some stuff that it's like you know you want to read because it's not spam, but you don't necessarily need to read it right now. Yeah, it's like I don't need to read every single day the latest uh, promo from uh, Steve Jackson games. I okay. love some of their stuff, but. Uh, and it's not spam. I don't consider that spam, but I, I don't need to have it like right there in my face because it just came in kind of thing. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, but say the uh, something for the Dorsi Board of Directors, yeah, I need to... That's something I need to be more more aware of in, in, you know, when it came in, do I need to address it right now kind of stuff. Right? Okay. Yeah. So the context helps give you priority. Yeah. Context context helps me prioritize, uh, and that was that was a lot of what I was using Sanebox for. It's just that it makes a lot of sometimes it makes a lot of assumptions for you, uh, okay. which is fine. Like there's a thing where they like, hey, this message, you know, I would go through on their big dashboard of of you know, here's today's message. I'm going to mark all these red and just done um but there would be a lot of hey a lot of people send this to their black hole do you want to do you want to send it to the black hole no i don't want to send it to the black hole okay that's fine hey a lot of people send this to the black hole do you want to <laughs> send it to the black hole i already told you no oh oh okay but did you, you want to really send this to know? the black hole yeah yeah um it's like every day i uh 
U.S. Postal Service. I don't know if you knew this. The U.S. Postal Service, you can go in and you can subscribe and they will send you basically a scan of what's coming to you that day, like the, the outside of the envelope. I didn't realize it worked that way. Yeah, and uh, well, it'll have a notification of packages, but it will send you basically the images of the, of the, of the letters that are coming. Um, and something, sometimes like uh, my census notice came in. Because it's census year, uh, and they're like, right. "Yep," and but they're like, "Hey, here's the link to just go ahead and do it online." Did you know you could do your census online? Let's send you one more reminder so that you know that you can do your census online. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, it's right there in the dashboard where it was like, "Here's oh, your census thing is here. Click here to just do it." Oh, in the mail. In the mail, yeah, and they'll oh. do that, and they do that with some other partners too. Um, but it's kind of nice to like have that email in the morning, like it's Sunday morning. I'm like, oh, hey, look, there's a delivery digest for the. Oh crap! I've got something from Amazon arriving today. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. I'm gonna um, have to. Oh man, I'm picturing right now how I can use that in Gmail and the add-on that I currently have and use most often in Gmail is Todoist. I can throw that in my Todoist account mm-hmm. and oh, like when the water bill comes. Right. Gonna have to pay the water bill at some point in the next couple of days. Drop that in Todoist. Yeah, I mean that's the that's one of the other things um, you can do is um, at least same box and I haven't quite gotten it figured out but i I believe there's probably a way to do it gmail rules um i know i can do it sieve rules which is what i use on my my personal server um but is uh sanebox would say oh if this thing is told to go automatically into the todoist folder then forward it to to todoist and add it as a to-do which is really just a fancy email forwarding rule that says if a forward it to b because Todoist has, you know, you've got an email for your Todoist that will automatically add whatever comes into the list right. or to your to-do list. So it, it's really simple to just say, hey, create a rule that says if the water bill comes in, forward it to Todoist. That makes a lot of sense. It may not necessarily put the right date on it because you can't get into that level of heuristics, but if you know that like your water bill comes on the second and then it's due on the 10th every month, then. Right? Yeah. Then um, that. Yeah. There's, there's a lot you can do. Uh, I mean, that's the other thing is uh, the other reason I kind of stepped away from, from Google mail and same boxes. I can do a lot of different actions based on the contents of messages if I'm running, if I got my own server and I'm running some of these programs that I can't do in Gmail or uh, okay. third-party service. That's not to say it doesn't all go to Gmail. I just download it to my personal server from there because otherwise I'd have to undo everybody else who's in my domain. I run the domain for, for the family, right? Um, who's using that Gmail. So I have to couple hoops, but... Okay. You know, I mean, that's the thing. In order to do some of the the more advanced processing, I can just be like, "All right," and uh, yeah, not not to be too big a deal. But my articles this year, I did a couple articles in OpenSource.com about how to download your mail automatically from Gmail, so you can use it like with your local Firefox or some of these other programs. 
I think those articles are my to be read list in pocket. <laughs> yeah, that list has been growing and never ever shrinking. Yeah, you so have I to might go get through. some by the end of this year. Yeah, you have to go in and and, and do those. Yeah, um, I have a couple in pocket. I have to go back and read too. <laughs> I'm trying to be better about that because otherwise, I've got like. 18 articles on productivity that I I haven't read and can't share or get good ideas from. Um, <laughs> I don't want to know how many I have in here. I don't know. There, there is There's a, a lot. I'm, I'm scrolling and I'm, um, it's, I might have like I'm, articles in here. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. Every so often... Uh, I will declare like uh, a link bankruptcy and just be like, you know what? I'm never going to read these. Wipe them all out and start over. And we'll try. Oh, tab purge. Tab purge. Uh, We call it inbox bankruptcy. Like when we come back from, uh, from vacation or something like uh, a coworker of mine had to have surgery. He's fine. Everything's cool. But he's, he's been out for like two months. Oh my, that's a lot of emails to catch up on. Yeah, and he's just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go in and I'm just going to mark it all red. What else can you do? Like, no? Yeah, no, declare bankruptcy and say there's nothing. That's how it is. If it's important, it'll come back. Yeah, and honestly, there may be some emails where the discussion started before he left and are still ongoing. Because we do like to take our time making sure our technical solutions are right before we implement them. I mean, that's, I'm sure your customers appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, so that's like the technical digital. One of my big problems is mm-hmm. integrating it with the notebook. Right. And the physical. And that's, you know, a constantly evolving system. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, that's the thing. There's, there's, um, uh, there, there's a concept of, of inbox bank, email bankruptcy. Just yeah. go in, mark it all red. I'm done. These are things I'm never going to get to. I I use it more for work than personal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, when you think about it, people don't really get a ton of personal emails that are important. Yeah. Um, but you also talked about the filtering thing. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, I have nonprofit work. I have this. I have the other podcasts. They're all, they're not the highest percentage of email coming into my personal account, but they are important. And, and so context matters on those. Right. So... This is, yeah, no, it's, it's been a while since I've really talked about email. Of course, uh, I will say still that all email reading programs suck. Uh, so even, even Gmail has its, has its um, really sucky bits that drive me up a wall. Um, yeah. Everything is newest at the top. That drives me crazy. Like, can't I set it to oldest first? Now, why would you want to set it to oldest first? Says Google. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking about it now, and you're I'm going, "Oh, about it." Yeah. 
So let's see. So Google has newest first at the top for their, I guess, right. email providers do. If you have a chat application, your, your newest is at the bottom and you'd have to scroll backwards to see older. Right. Uh, but And that's the thing. For most of us, it was always oldest at the top, newest at the bottom. Uh, and because Google's threads will take something that's new, even if it's an old thread, and pop it to the top, it's always... Yeah, yeah. So even if you've got something that was that's old um, and it has, like, one update today, suddenly it pops to the top and it's more important-looking than the thing that came in uh, five minutes before it that's actually really urgent that needs addressing. This actually explains why Thunderbird never worked for me. Um, Because I don't think oldest at the top. Right. Right. I think oldest at the top, and then I I do the threads um, so that... and I, I. like Thunderbird, I turn on threading so that I can go, um, you can change it. You can say, oh, yeah, newest first. Um, I guess the other reason Thunderbird never worked for me is because it did not sync with Inbox super great. But no, I might have no. to try that now. Yeah, um, I, I'm currently using Thunderbird. It has its, its weaknesses, but at the moment, um, frankly, it's the best for what work, It's the best that works for me right now. Does it have dark mode? Um, you can find a dark theme, yes. Okay. I mean, cool. I'm on OS X, so it's already easier um, to do dark mode. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm still running Ubuntu. Hey, nothing wrong with that. New one's coming out next month. Oh, geez, already? Uh, this will be, yeah, that will be 2004. Seven. It'll be the new long-term support. I feel like I just updated this to 18. Um, 1804 was almost two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're on 18. Sorry, guys. The, no, the this num- is 1804. This is the LTA. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been almost two years. It'll still be supported for another, like, three or four years. you got time. But, um... Yeah. And hopefully uh, a new desktop in there somewhere. Um, yeah, they're tooling it more towards... Sorry, guys, we're getting into the heavy geek group. Um, they're, they're tooling, um... Was it 18 they started defaulting to GNOME? Um, yeah, 18 they got rid of Unity. Thank God. And um, uh, so in the, the 2019 series, um, they continued that, and it, it continues into... Um, I, I think that's where they're going with the 20... Definitely with the 20, uh, 2004. Um, okay. So for those, for those of you who don't know, Ubuntu re- releases twice a year. Um, and the, the nomenclature for the numbering on it is the year dot and then the month. And then the twice year they do is in April or 04 and October or 10. Um, and then every other year on even number of years, they release an LTS, a long-term support. And that one supported for like five to eight years. So because enterprises need it and things like that. Um, uh, and like Oracle can certify against it. That's that's sort of the big thing there. Um, okay. If you're like me, uh, I have a machine that I'm updating every six months to the current version with their sort of rolling updates. Um, and and like so, the 19 
04 version, the, the April 2019 version, it's a short term. And the moment 1910 came out, 1904 sort of, they're like, well, we're kind of done with this one except for security fixes. And that's fine if you're like me, who's like constantly updating. But if you're a student, if you're a business, if you're something like that, you don't want to be on that one. You want the one that you don't have to like upgrade a whole new OS every six months. You want the one that you can, you have to upgrade maybe every two to five years. You get really nerdy with this and talk about Arch. Oh, Arch. Because <laughs> uh, the boyfriend runs Arch on his desktop. Oh, I see. Which made the Minecraft servers really interesting for a bit. Um, that's okay. You know, I, I just got a, a Raspberry Pi 4, um, which is running Debian. Okay. Oh. Or Raspbian, which is basically a, a, a Raspberry Pi-specific Debian. So it's, there's, like, things that Ubuntu did to Debian to make it more modern or whatever that don't carry over to Debian. And then Raspberry Pi has their own stuff that they added to it for Raspbian. <laughs> it's like, okay. oh, man. Um, that's uh, yeah. interesting yeah but the Pi 4 is really slick compared to um, uh, like it's got I've got a 4 gig model it's got uh, multi cores it has two uh, HDMI outputs now instead of just the one I'm like this thing is hardcore yeah it's like this. this is like I could almost run a portable desktop off of this one of the things that I wanted to do for Extra Life was mm-hmm. um, I wanted to do, like, building videos. So I had started one yeah, of yeah. Bob's Burgers <laughs> building the restaurant. That's awesome. In Minecraft. In Minecraft, yeah. Yes. And I was like, all right, I need to figure out how to put this somewhere so that if other people want to come in and play around, they can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have a Hall of Fame for my donors. Okay. Okay. Uh, that hasn't been updated since about October, but you know, your name goes on a little sign and mm-hmm. you're in this, you know, I think yeah, yeah. really pretty. There's stained glass and marble and whatnot, but you know, I wanted, I might have to yeah, yeah. host that, make it public facing and non editable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, I don't know. A pie might be good for that. Uh, if you have a good enough internet at home to host it, otherwise uh, find a colo or get a virtual that's, host. Yeah, that's um, very true. Yeah, which we generally have good internet, but every now and then it just goes out. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, that's that's why uh, we we for because Ursula's professional stuff is on it. We actually are, are paying uh, now that we don't have a, a sponsor to to cover it for us. Uh, um, but we're, we're paying for a, a, a colo in um, uh, Canada. Oh, um, nice. And so, yeah, so we have like the extra stuff to be able to set that up. And, uh, and we don't have to worry about saturating or it falling over because our home internet is being used <laughs> to stream my teenager's uh, whatever he's doing, League of Legends on Twitch or something. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how we do it. It's like, oh yeah, we, we want to do a, a shared Minecraft. All right, we'll put it up on there and we'll run it there and then we'll turn it off when we're done playing tonight or whatever. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Okay. 
or you yeah. can do it with Amazon Web Services, but that costs a lot more money over time. If you're like, I'm going to spin up my seven days to die server, and then you forget to take it down, and you're paying that that spot instance price all night long on accident. Which yeah, mm, nope. Yeah, nope. <laughs> nope. That's why there's a new desktop in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we have gone all over the place. <laughs> we have. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, so, yeah, that's, so that's what's going on with you now. Um, yeah. Well, and, you know, mm-hmm. so we didn't even touch on trying to job punt, but that I'm sure I'll just get on your calendar again and just chat with yeah. you about that at some point. Yeah. You got a couple months before you even have to worry about that right now. Right. You know, in theory, yes, but then there's the like um I don't think it's quite Catholic guilt. It's it's something of yeah. I need to have a job before I graduate. I need to have a job before I graduate. If I right. don't have a job before I graduate, then I have failed the system. The the one thing I will I will say about that is there is a web service and since I've got your screen you can see it called Hunter. H U N T R dot I O, I think it was. The I O? Okay. I think so, yeah. Uh, no, okay, then try the dot .co. Okay. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, there it is. Okay. So this is an app. This is what I was using, is that as you um, are applying for things, right, it, it basically is a Kanban board that's integrated with, like, the job. There's a plug-in, and it integrates with the job hunt uh, sites and things like that so that okay. as if you see something interesting there's a browser extension you just tap it and it throws it into your wish list right? okay, and I imagine it can throw links in there too yeah and then as you apply for things you can move it to applied and then if you get the interview and so it's like it's like a special purpose Trello or Kanban board specifically for job hunting and it also has like you can you can see as they're going through the the, the thing they um their little demo um that they also have the partners with other like checking with different companies so that you can just go in and say okay um oh here's a job in my field at so and so uh and you can apply it'll take you to the listing and you can apply from it within hunter uh it was with this i'm historically allergic to kanban boards uh, yeah, it worked for me when I was doing my applications. Um, so what works for me doesn't work for everybody else, but it's always it's it's always worth worth a shot. Right? Well, it, it looks enough like rows and columns that I can have <laughs> different Excel spreadsheet that I've just pulled up um, that I right. started throwing together today. I've got you know mm-hmm. tabs for crochet projects, a reading log, and, and virus related spending. Right. So I was going to do jobs, but this doesn't quite fit jobs, but Hunter might fit it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Jobs are flexible. Yeah, and you can, like, if your process isn't, you apply, you get a phone screen, an in-person interview, and then an offer, you can actually add columns or adjust the columns. That's good. Like, okay. I think I had four different interviews before I got to the offer stage um after the initial phone screen and like oh, after the phone screen. okay yeah so it was like apply 
phone screen with recruiter, phone screen with next recruiter, because they were transitioning <laughs> of recruiters. Um, oh. And then, yeah, and then talk to the person who's now my manager, and then talk to people in other groups. Um, yeah, no, there was a lot that went into it. Um, we like to make sure at my company. That's good. Yeah. Because you do data science related things and there's a lot of stuff in that it, field. It, yeah, there is. And it all depends. And it also depends on which part of the company you're on. We've got, you know, the people who do nothing but the surf surfacing of that and the people who handle the search engine and processing part of it. And there's our machine learning group. And then there's the people like me who are running our cloud service. Okay, yeah, that's right? a lot of different pieces. Yeah, and then it's like right now, I think uh, the technical side of our company is somewhere like two-thirds of the company is dealing with nothing but the technical side. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, between, uh, for those who don't know, I work for Elastic, right? So we do a search engine, we have machine learning, we have application monitoring, we have... Uh, security monitoring now we have uh everybody knows sort of cabana the dashboarding and reporting surface we use or we, we built um there's a lot of moving parts in it and so there are a whole lot of different groups keeping it moving you know there there are a lot of groups just in the cloud support organization like i'm part of the infrastructure and build outs but we've got the the people who are the infrastructure support something went wrong and we have to go fix it group and then i mean there's a whole bunch of of stuff that goes into it that you don't think about right because mm -hmm. as the user you just see the finished product and right yeah. hopefully it all is working you see the dashboard with the pretty stuff you don't see all the the machinations that are going on to get the data in and massage it to put it into the right format to the da, 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 da. Well, maybe you've seen some of that now. <laughs> um, so at one point, I think last time we talked, I promised a rant about data management. Um, yeah. At least a discussion about data management, but maybe we can save that for another time. <laughs> yeah, because I, surprisingly, I know a lot more about it now than I did. Okay. <laughs> like, I've, I've had to learn some things. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaks volumes. Um, so, yeah. So next time, we, 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 should, we should talk. We'll see how you do with the job hunt. Maybe we'll catch up in a, in a couple yeah. months. Yeah, give me yeah. a couple months. To yeah, we can do that. Finish dissertating and recover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I uh, realize for the people listening at home, this hasn't been your traditional uh, interview or discussion, but uh, we we all need to take those uh, those breaks from the formal things, especially uh, given how things are changing so rapidly around us. So, um, it's been great to catch up. Thanks, it really has. good catching up with you too. Yeah, um, and uh, all right. So, where can we find your stuff online? Uh, so I will absolutely send you a link for Extra Life. Oh, absolutely. My Twitter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I have multiple Twitters. Um, for anyone who has made it this far and <laughs> kind of my internet persona. If you want to actually find my extra life things and donate mm -hmm. to there, um, that is under a different name. Yep. That is okay. Just be forewarned. Um, 
I used to blog at the Blanket Fort. I do not keep up with that anymore, but I'm thinking maybe it would be worth starting up again. Right. Uh, I think that's about it. I don't really internet a lot. I do, I, I Habitica. I love mm-hmm. Habitica right now. It's. Are you are you in the Productivity Alchemy Guild? I am in the Productivity okay. Alchemy Guild. Yeah. Um, I would love to see that guild get a little more active, but I, people are busy. Yeah. Well, I and I, I I can't manage it. I have so much going on right now. Uh, but I love to see the discussion as it happens. Right. I catch yeah. up every. I catch up about once or twice uh, a week, and uh, just I and love I've been watching hanging it out happen. A like my main Habitica tab, I have mm-hmm. five or six, eight pinned tabs right now in my browser. And my main Habitica tab is for a different guild where I just mm-hmm. the conversation moves so fast. I can spend an hour catching up on yeah this yeah. particular one, and I never make it anywhere else because of that. <laughs> Fair. But you can find me on Habitica. I'm in the Productivity Alchemy Guild. Um, and if there's anything that anyone wants to chat about or see any of my collection of spreadsheets, I'm happy to share them. They are amazing looking. Uh, it's it's a great <laughs> it's a great start. We'll see we'll see what the what questions come in. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time out today to to talk to me. Thank and you us. too, Kevin. This was fun. Yeah. Um, And for the people at home, we'll be right back after this. I really want to thank Anna for taking the time to talk to me again. It was absolutely fantastic to catch up and a very bright spot uh, this past weekend when I kind of needed a little bit of a bright spot. So there's that. Okay. Badge codes. A couple of people have mentioned that like the episode 139 badge code wasn't working. Apparently the timer that was supposed to release it at a specific time didn't fire right. And I fixed that. Uh, There are a couple other bugs, things people have mentioned. I'm doing what I can to talk to the developer to fix those. Uh, There's only so much I can do since it's not necessarily my code, and i got to go up up the chain, as it were. Uh, This week, our badge code is GoAnna, all one word. Go, Anna, because, Anna, we are rooting for you. We know if you're, like, this far in, you're going to have that, you got that defense down, and we're really looking forward to hearing about how it works out, especially with the virtual thing going on. If you want to hear more about badges, you can check out the badge how-to on productivityalchemy.com. It'll explain the whole thing to you, how to claim them, uh, what open badges are, and all sorts of fun stuff. What what are you distracted by over there? Uh, they're um, we're probably uh, Murr is saying we're gonna probably have a shelter in place order tomorrow. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 
Sorry to end on that downer note, but uh, we, we're actually fine sheltering in place. We're good for, like, at least a week. Uh, yeah, a week or two, yeah. We'll, we'll just be, you know, we'll mm-hmm. run out of half and half and be sad. And we have all that powdered milk and, and things we can use instead. So. Yes. We'll, we'll know it's bad when I'm like, all right, I'm having my morning. Actually, that's not a problem for me, but it, it'll be you. It's like, all right, I'm having my morning coffee, and the only cream we have left to put it in is Irish. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what the worst is i don't have any baileys oh 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 that's that's all right we'll we'll i'll have to go to tea yes you'll have to go to tea we have lots of tea yes lots and lots of tea dark days people dark days so that's our show this week uh we hope uh all of you are safe and Either healthy or on a road to rapid recovery. Yes, absolutely. Um, And for those of you who are providing the necessary services of keeping the government running and the hospitals going and... And the groceries flowing. And the groceries flowing. And the mail coming. And the mail coming. uh, You guys are totally the unsung heroes of this whole fucking mess. I really hope that when this is over... uh, there will be a newfound respect for those positions and more than respect financial recompense. Oh yeah. Oh in yeah. Accordance with them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's how it's, it's gone from here. Uh, we're not going to bother with the support us thing. You know how to, if you want to, honestly, so many other people could use the money right now. Food pantries are getting slammed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hit them up. And uh, and if you're not comfortable with the food pantries, animal shelters, and animal charities, we always yeah. uh, support stray the the people who are rescuing and uh, rehabilitating and all of that the strays. So yep. whether they're human or not, <laughs> so yep. That's it from our house. Yeah, um, and remember, uh, we said it last time. We'll say it again. The measure of your worth is not whether you can be productive in totally unprecedented, wild global times. It's okay. It's, yeah, no, totally okay. If you can't stay productive, just remember to take care of yourself first. Yep.